everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, and I reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. everyone. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter. And we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture. And we are talking through a principle and a truth today that we are actually both learning and relearning and having to apply in our own lives, which is the principle of letting go. And how do we actually do that? What does that actually mean, practically speaking, and how do we apply that? So we are really glad that you're here, and we hope that you would pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Well, 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 Kara, welcome to this conversation. <laughs> Thank you. It feels weird. You don't have a mic today, so we're just going to point that out. I do. And mm-hmm. it feels weird to talk to you without a mic. Like, you look naked a little bit. No, you're not. Just go oh, ahead. Oh, my and- <laughs> gosh. For the love. <laughs> But it's like, wait, something's nothing. What's wrong? I'm not with- sure I can even, I'm not even sure I can enter this conversation. Um, so I don't have a mic because we went on vacation. I know. And I'm partly just jealous. So I'm like, I'm just going to, yeah. you know, rag on you a little bit because I wish I was where you yeah. are. Well, we we went on vacation. We, uh, we went at the beach. And of course, I love the beach and I'm getting ready for Breathe. Yes, little, the Breathe Retreat um, in January. Word. Breathe Retreat. Come on. Come on. It's going to be great. And, you know, I'm so computer- Oh, you're so tech savvy. When I think of you, I'm like, oh, she's Mm -hmm. got this. Well, I'm so irritated at myself because I almost told you to bring the thing that you're missing. And I thought, no, she always takes that. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take responsibility for it. But you're, it's great. You sound great. It's just more so funny to like, you just, it's, it's really weird to look at you on this and you not have a mic. (laughs) So this is true. And I will say this, if you're entering into our conversation and I sound like I'm in water or something, I am at the <laughs> beach, but like I am water. not swimming. Yeah. yeah, I am not swimming. So anyway, but ironically, this goes right along. I mean, just how God does. He always does this. Um, when he wants to teach me something, it's like something is constantly one message. It's the same message over and over and over again. I think about when my mom used to, you know, get on to me and I, you know, have my attitude. I remember so, so clearly uh, her saying to me, Darsan, you know, if, if you just was hitting your head against that wall and it was hurting, you just keep hitting it. And uh, in other words, Darsan, you're just stubborn. Well, and I inherited that from you. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're so welcome. Don't give me the inherited of the sin nature. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that's Adam. But I will say this. I will say that one of the things that God has been teaching me lately, and it's one of those moments, well, not moments, I wish it was a moment, but it's been days and weeks, about things that are are new, like things that are changing, letting oh. go of things that, you know, that we think or I think is important. And sometimes we don't even know what we're holding on to, and we don't know that some of the things that we're holding on to is a potential 
risk of self-destructive or a potential risk of keeping you from moving forward to what God has for you. And I just continue to think about my stage in life and what we're doing. And as you know, Kara, and I don't know if you're entering in this conversation. And if you know me, you know that we're thinking about downsizing in our house and moving. Yeah. You know, and, and that's hard for me because that kind of connects a little bit to a nursing home, which I'm not going to a nursing mm-hmm. home. But it's one of those things where people my age, they do, you know, yeah. um, well, downsize. Right. And, and you've been in the house for, what, 25, 30 years? 25 years. 25, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, most mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's hard for me, too, because, I mean, that's, I don't know if it's considered my childhood home. I think we moved when I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade. But that's a lot of my memories. I mean, that's that's home mm-hmm. for sure. Sure. Um, so, I, I mean... I have a lot of attachment in that house too. Yes. And you know, we've we've had even like you said, you've been there, but we've had a lot of ministry there. We've had a lot of people come. We've had a lot of things that we've had at our house that would have other ministries. So we've used it a lot for, you know, different things that I think of eternal perspective. Right. And then we've had our kids there and when our uh, Kayla, our granddaughter, got married their first year, they came and lived with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Addie and Scott, our, you know, your brother, when they were building their house, they came and lived with us. Yeah. Jim and Christy, when they sold their house. I mean, I, they, you know, there's just so many things. So there's a lot of memories there. Yeah. And one of the things that God is reminding me is it doesn't matter where you are, the memories are still going to go with you. Right. But it's, it's one of those moments that I knew in my heart that this was the right thing to do. But when it began to develop and we began to, and we found a house and we started to, you know, thinking about moving, it became really real. And God used this difficult time. And then also I began to develop some, you know, health issues. And I'm not going to go into a lot like poor me or anything like that. It's just a lot of change, a lot of. Yes, a lot of change and a lot of things. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of emotional stress. I mean, and stress is just, yeah. I mean. It can be good stress. Life is stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know what I mean, good stress. I mean, like, moving the house. You know what I mean? Like, stuff where it's like, you knew that's the it's right thing. Normal. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of um, pressure and stress. But I think when you, you're you not feeling well, uh, and I'm not making excuses. It's just piling up. I, I just want to say this. But when you're not feeling well and you're in a lot of pain, it's hard to deal with change. It's hard to deal with moving forward. It's hard to deal with you know, letting go of some things that you love. And even though in your head and your mind, you know that it is, it's just when you're in pain, sometimes that pain has a way of blinding us to what we really want. And we, we know that we can, it doesn't matter what kind of pain it is. Mine has happened to be physical at the time, but it's been one of those things of being able to let go of the past, which would be like my house and all the memories, even though the memories will be going with me, but you know, I've been there for 25 years, like letting go of that so that I can press on to what God wants for me to have more. And then, you know, just being able to deal with a lot of change, but also changing my health, changing places where I'm going to live, changes in my seasons of life. And I don't know about you, but I always pride myself in thinking, oh, I'm this girl that loves change. Until I get down to certain yeah. things, and I'm like, not so much. I think you like change to a degree, but not that kind of change. Like permanent, it's a little bit more oh, permanent I, change. I determine what kind of change. No, I, like. I think you like change. Like you know, you used to love changing your hair color, or you know, yeah. things that are not as 
permanent. You know what I mean? Like it, like you sold the house or you haven't sold it, but I mean, you're selling the house is a little bit more permanent. Like you're not going to get it back. It's like yeah. a complete, you know, it's an uproot of it's letting go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do think, cause we're talking about letting go, right? Is that what the, we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just make it sure I'm tracking. Yeah. Um, I think letting go, I think there's so many elements to it because I think, you know, there's situations like what you're in with moving and selling and with your health. But I think some of so much about letting go is letting go of situations in terms of I don't have any control over that or letting go and moving forward or let, you know, like I think letting go can apply to so many different avenues of life. I think letting go is a, is one of those things that is difficult sometimes for me, it's difficult to really know, like, what does that mean? Like, I know what it means cognitively. I know what it means intellectually in my head, but Mm -hmm. like application wise, like, okay, yes, I need to let that go. But what is like, how do I do that? How do you do that? Yeah. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah. Like I understand I need to let go and understand that. But I think in certain situations that application can get a little hazy of like, okay, but what does that like actually mean? Because I don't, some people can think letting go is like, okay, I'm just not going to care anymore. It's like, well, that's not, that's not what it mm-hmm. is. Or letting go can sometimes look like, it can look like we're letting go. Cause it's like, okay, well, we aren't in that relationship or we aren't in that house or we aren't being as involved in letting go of a situation. I don't know, whatever it may be, but you haven't really let go because of your heart. You know, like I, that's the thing where I think yeah, it's just a, there's a lot more to it, I think. Well, I think that's right. And I think, ironically, uh, and I've, I always, you know, usually study the New American Standard translation and the um, chapter title in my Bible, it says the goal of life. And Paul is talking, you know, to the church in Philippi. And he does talk about all of his achievements and all of the things that he's done. Like, you know, I'm the Hebrew of the Hebrews. I'm, you know, circumcised the eighth day in the nation of Israel. I'm a tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He like, talks about that at the very beginning. But he says, but I don't count that as anything. Like, in other words, he had to let go of the things that I think that he defined him. He felt like that was who he was. He was felt like that what he did and the accomplishments that he did kind of defined who he was. And so Paul starts immediately going, I have to let that go because it didn't mean anything. Maybe that was all the things I did. And maybe there was some things that I was accomplishing, but I've got to let that go because I have a new purpose in life. I have a new identity, which was that he was now, you know, a follower of the way he was a, a follower of Jesus. And so I think ironically, when we're talking about life and the goal of life, like a lot of people are like, well, what's the purpose of life? Why are we even there? What What's going on? And I think that God said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. But one of the things that I want to talk about, if we don't apply what Paul is talking about, we're not going to have that abundant life that God uh, wants to give us. And And I think that for Paul, with him, he did pride himself in a lot of his accomplishments and what he was known for. He was known to be very, very much a zealous for persecuting the church. He was known for his intelligence. And Paul said, I got to let that go because I got to keep my focus on, on one thing. And I think that when I was reading, you know, Philippians 3, and Karen, you look at verses 12 through 14, how many times it, it has the word, you know, press on laid hold of, press on, move forward. And I think 
if we don't let go of the past or if we don't let go of some attitudes or we don't let go of some even dreams or we don't let go of some desires, it will keep us from moving forward. And so what does that mean? What that means, I think, in my mind is it isn't as important It is a choice. It is a decision to say, I am focusing on what's next and not what was behind. Yes, like Paul was saying, yes, I've accomplished those things. It's your mind. It's what you're thinking of. Yes. Paul doesn't deny that any of those things about him is not true. You don't deny your past. You don't deny your circumstances. You don't even deny how you feel about it or shouldn't stuff how you feel about it. He's not saying to pretend these things are not even in your past or these things aren't important. What he's saying is let that go. Don't let it control you. And I think, you know, one of the things right when you were talking and I almost interrupted you. You should have. When you were saying like, well, mate, yeah, because you don't remember. But, you know, it's like one of those things of saying, you know, we could let go maybe of, you know, our feelings, but we really feel that way. I think what is the key is out of balance. I think for me, when I'm looking at the future and the unknown, it's hard sometimes for us to step out into the unknown because we don't know what God's going to do. And I think when we hold on to what God has done in our past or what God, you know, has allowed us to go through and we allow those things in our past to define us, then it gets out of balance. And and I think I sent you something just the other day about things that, you know, don't let things that are uh, controlling you rule you and are things that are happening in your life. Don't let it rule you. Like, in other words, there are things that are happening in our lives we can't control. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes ruling us, it's controlling us. That's why you, it paralyzes us. So you don't move forward. Yeah, well, I, I know that. I I think that's where mm-hmm. letting go is. I think letting go is in the mind. It is, but it is a choice. So it's well, an yeah, emotional choice. Because you can choose it, what, I mean, you can't choose what comes into your mind, but you can choose what you think. You know, you can, I mean, you can choose what stays there. Stays there, right. And I think that's it. I mean, really, it's just surrender. I think you can just, you know. Well, we might as well just close in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, process, I'm processing this out loud because yeah. so many times, I mean, I'm in a situation of having to let go, you know, of a relationship, mm-hmm. of a future that I thought was going to happen, of... Of, of a lot of things mm-hmm. and every now like I I do feel that paralyzation at times I do feel and I know in my head I need to let go and so I'm wrestling with this as well like and there's sometimes I'm sitting there thinking like okay yeah I know I need to let go but am I doing that like I don't like how do I do that <laughs> like there's some moments where it's like okay yeah I let that go and I can just stop thinking about it but the things that are like really like where our heart or our emotions are really involved in, you know, like I think a lot of people with like kids, they probably, this would be really difficult because you, you have to let go of, I mean, you know, your kids make their own mm-hmm. decisions. You have, you know, you can't, you have to let go of your kids. Um, I think it is a different perspective because if I look at the house, let's just go back. Well, to I was going to say, it's, I think it's it, not that important. I was going to say, I think it's a different when your heart is like really invested in a situation and your heart is invested in your house. But I think like when it's a relationship, whether it's, you know, a romantic relationship or a child or a parent or whatever, it's a little bit more difficult or harder. Of course. I would hope and pray that anything would be harder when it came to people and relationship than a 
house or something that you know is right. No, I don't you know, mean that. No, to this, I just no personal. Yeah, I mean, I say I think there's I, different I processes, that, but, but yeah, well, I agree with that. But but it's still same principle yeah. and the fact that if I have a perspective and I stay with the focus of what that house meant to me 25 years ago, if I keep the focus of what the meaning of that house was when we had ministry there and when we had our children and when our grandchildren came and lived, if I held on to what was, then I'll never move forward to what is. And so a lot of times what paralyzes us and what I'm learning, don't, you know, I'm like Paul, like not saying that I've attained this yet, but what I'm learning is that I'm holding on to what was. And if I stay in this house, let's just use an, you know, an object that there's no, you know, personal, uh, emotional attachment, even though I do have that, but you know, it's not relational. Yeah, it's different. If, if I stayed on, if I stayed in this house and think about and wanting it to be like it was when you were young, if I wanted it to be like the way it was when the kids were there and everybody enjoying it, and then I just keep that longing for that. But everybody else has moved on. They're not coming back. They're, you know, living in different states and stuff. I'm going to always be discontent because I won't even let go of the past of what that house meant and and being able to embrace that even if I stayed in this house, it doesn't mean it's going to be like it was when I moved in 25 years ago. It doesn't mean that I'm going to still have the little kids coming home and being out by the pool and stuff like because life changes. And so it, it is a perspective change, but it's only we will only change our perspective if we move forward and say, you know what, what was or if you say this relationship well, this relationship was great, but it's not great now. But if you keep holding on to what it was and not embrace what it is right now, and I'm not talking about yours, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, just in I general, <laughs> and what it is right now, then what it is right now, then you won't move forward because you're still always wanting and looking back to, for it to be like like it was. That's what was wrong with the Israelites. We talk about them a thousand times, and I know people are probably in, entering into this conversation, like if they bring up Moses again. But anyway... But we can so relate to these people. It, life got hard, and God's like, oh, I'm going to promise you this great land. And, and it got hard, and there was obstacles. They longed to be back into Egypt. They longed to be back in, in enslavement. They had forgotten what it was like to be in Egypt. So when we lose perspective of and, and hold on to what was, then we're never going to move forward because We've got to move forward. What was doesn't mean that's the way it is now. We should always, moving forward is growing. So even if you had a great relationship, it should be growing. It right. should be getting worse. So uh, so we shouldn't hold and on to the past. And it says, forgetting what lies behind, it doesn't mean what you're talking about, Carrie. It doesn't mean you forgot. It doesn't mean you have it spiritual amnesia or you have dementia right. it does that's not what paul is encouraging what he's saying is you've got to forget what it was before because god wants to do something new god wants to do something new you you're in a different season of life you're a different situation things have changed and that's where we go back to the change it's hard for us to accept change because for one thing we don't know how it's going to change sometimes but we it's hard for us to believe that change could be good because we want what we had yeah and i think that god is like if what you had was great 
then it would have been better. But if it has ended, there's a reason it's ended, and it's a season of life for me in the house. So now let's make what's next a new memory. Let's make what's next a good situation yeah. of circumstances. And I think that's I think that's important. Yeah, I'm think I have two things. One, okay, I keep thinking of we've mentioned him on here a few times, but Ron Dunn is one of our favorite mm-hmm. pastors and he's very mm-hmm. old school. He's passed. He is now with the Lord. And I always think about that because I'm like, I wonder if he knows that we're like talking about him right now because we just love him and he's so true to the word and how he's preached, how he preached. Mm-hmm. But you probably know I'm in a reference, but there's a sermon that he gave and he talks about Abraham with Ishmael and Isaac and mm-hmm he had to let go of Ishmael in order to grab hold of Isaac, you know, and in other words, like he had to let go of what was, you know, Ishmael. What he thought, what he he thought, he thought thought Ishmael was the promise. He had to let go of that in order to receive the promise through Isaac. And there's so many implications and all that. But I was, I think of that often where of just like the letting go is also a grabbing hold. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that grabbing hold is, we don't know what we're grabbing a hold of. So I, I was just thinking about that when you were talking of just Abraham and Isaac and Ishmael and how God letting go. Letting go yeah. I think that, you know, verse 14, it says, I press on toward, meaning don't go backwards, move forward, the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as perfect, have this attitude. And you were talking about perspective or I was talking about, you know, a perspective shift or you were talking about, your mind and what you think, what Paul is saying, you're going to have to have a different attitude. And I think you're going to have to have a different view and a different attitude of what you're afraid to let go. And maybe it is a fear of the unknown or not trusting God for what's ahead. But whenever scripture talks about, and, and as you're talking about what Ron Dunn was talking about with with Isaac, it's like it's always moving forward. Life is when it's moving forward not when it's staying still. And I think it is huge that we have this attitude that, you know what, this is about God. This isn't really about where I live. It isn't about who I date. It isn't about who I marry. This is about what does God even, want. And Paul was saying, you got to change your attitude. It's not well, about Well, I think you. it's like anything. It's not even those things. It's like, like I said, there's this applies to a thousand different. I mean, like mm-hmm. not just, Absolutely. but... One thing that kind of trips me up is in verse 13 where it says, but when th- one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. Because I know I even said at the beginning of this <laughs> episode, like it's not that you don't care about it. But funny enough, I looked up what that word forgetting means, and it means to forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it means it neglecting means. and not caring for. And I was reading that thinking like, well, that's funny because I just said, I don't think you don't care for it. But I think what that means is, and again, I'm just processing this out loud is, you know, with Abraham and Ishmael, it's not like Abraham just stopped caring about Ishmael. It was his, he's still a son mm-hmm. and he still cared and loved him. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's like this, like, I don't care, but not in this apathetic, like hard hearted way, but just kind of like a surrender. I open my hand, like, I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. I don't like that, like not focusing on the past, like you said, like it's not this forgetting, like pretending like it never happened or you don't care about what happened in the sense of sometimes we do care. I mean, there are things that we have to let go of and it's forgiveness and it's, you know, you've been really hurt or wronged and it's not that you don't care that you were hurt by a person, but 
you know, it's just letting God take care of it or letting God, you know, redeem or vindicate or whatever it may be. But and it's not that you can forget when somebody hurts you. It's not that you can forget some of the past pain and suffering. Yeah. And like, I don't think forgive and forget is a thing. I think you forgive and sometimes you can forget. I don't think you can forget, but I think you can forgive. And I, and I think as you get on into uh, Philippians 3 at the very end, you will see that Paul does a shift. Paul reminds probably himself as he's writing to the church as well what's really important and that's eternal perspective it's about your relationship with god and when you were saying you know it's not that you don't give you know care because you do care but if you care too much it's all in what you care more about you can care and you can still care but if you're if you care more about what god thinks or you care more about being obedient to god then then you that's going to have to override the caring, you know, now. And so Paul, at the very end, he's looking at, at the beginning, he's looking at his life on earth and what he's accomplished. At the end of this very wonderful chapter, he talks about it in eternal perspective. It talks about we're just passing through our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here. Like, it, you know, we pay, we put so much emphasis on what we achieve, what we do, what's our call, what's our purpose, what's God doing, what, you know, how can my life change here on earth? We're trying to make heaven here. And God is, and Paul is reminding the church who was being persecuted, this, no matter what you're going through, this is just a period of time. And I know it's hard because when you're hurting, it seems like it's forever. But what Paul is saying is that you got to look forward, not just forward to what God has next for you, but forward that you're going to see Him. And, you know, as we've talked about, you know, me moving, you know, this house, I've told you a thousand times about how that God was just showing me how to have an eternal perspective of what is, you know, important. You know, Dr. Stanley, I think I mentioned this, you know, he passed away. And he didn't take any of his earthly possessions with him. But the other day I was thinking about that. And I thought, but he did take some things to heaven. And what he took was all the things he had done for the Lord. You were talking about Ron Dunn. Does Ron Dunn know that we're talking about? And we're still talking about, even though he's not here, he still speaks. And I feel like what God is trying to tell me is this stuff's going to pass away. And even relationships, even children, your relationship with your kids, your things that you have on earth, there's nothing that's going to, to remain. But when we keep the perspective that what really does remain is our relationship with God. And like you said earlier, like just surrendering and just saying, God, you care. I care more about you than this. One thing that came up in a counseling session was this whole thing of letting go. And it was interesting because there was a situation and details don't matter, but I thought like, okay, I'm going into this, letting this go. Like I'm letting this go and things Mm -hmm. went in a way that I'm like, okay, well it's not, it hasn't left. (laughs) Like this is (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. like, I thought anyway. And, but, and so I was, you know, really had a lot of anxious thoughts thinking like, oh, am I letting this go? Like I was so, I was so wanting to let, something go. And I thought that I wasn't. But you were and, worried you weren't. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, but one of the things that she pointed out 
is sometimes letting go is letting go of how we think something is going to go down or how we think Mm -hmm. God is going to do something or, you know, just like the process. And that has stuck with me because I think that is, that's everything. It's like how, like you never thought about selling your house until, you know, recently we, like, Mm -hmm. there's just so many things that's like, we don't, it's not even, it's not always letting go of, I mean, it is letting go of something, but sometimes it's letting go of what we think, like how we think something's going to go down or how we think God's going to do something or, you know, whatever. I mean, I think we see that in the New Testament a lot, you know, if the Pharisees, I mean, they had a lot of, you know, issues, but they so had in their mind how the savior of the world was going to come. And even though they had all the prophecies, they couldn't like let go of their own perception and they couldn't let go mm-hmm. of what they, how they thought Jesus was going to come, that they missed Jesus altogether. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I would say it this way, but I'm not a counselor. I would say it letting go of the expectation or the outcome of a situation. I think a lot of times we have expectations. I think we have it in our mind how something's going to turn out. And so it's hard to let go of that ideal or that unmet expectation or a dream that didn't become a reality. Well, for me, know, it was just enjoying. It's hard to face our, yeah. For me, it was embracing the process. Like this mm-hmm. is, like maybe this is the way, maybe this is the process of what God is wanting. You know what I mean? Like in, in mm-hmm. how something going completely different than what I thought. I don't even know if that makes sense. But that, that for me in yeah. that moment, it was that of like letting go of my process and grabbing hold of God's process. And it, and I think that is difficult because we don't know. Like you said, we don't know what we're grabbing hold of sometimes. And I think that's where I was. Except mm-hmm. it was just grabbing hold of the Lord because I'm like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> you said that, you know, I didn't expect this or just need to, you know, grab hold of, you know, certain things. And I think for me in this recent, you know, change and a lot of changes and health issues and things that I didn't expect you know, it's letting go and of what my expectation or letting go what I think, how things should turn out. I don't necessarily have to, you know, understand, but even the journey, letting go of my expectations or I thought this was going to turn out a different way. I thought we were going to go a different direction and we're not. And here I am. Am I still here in this situation? For me, the other day when I got free from this, and I'm not saying I'm free forever, but at this moment I'm free. But it was I got on my knees, and you're asking, well, how do you do this? And for me, I got on my knees, and I'm like, God, I, I can't do this. I, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Uh, it seems a little overwhelming. It's a lot of house to leave. It's a lot of stuff to do, and I'm sick, and I can't even walk up the steps. And I had to just get down on my knees and say, I just, I can't do this, and I have to ask you to do this in and through me. And I think sometimes letting go of the control, letting go of the, I've got to be strong, letting go of the opinion of what we think life should turn out to be or what we thought life would turn out to be, letting go of all those things, but grabbing hold of the heart of God and grabbing hold of God's hand. I care. I would, I got on my knees. I just, I just started crying. And I, I, you know, still very real because it hadn't been been that long. But I just just started crying and and asking God 
give me strength to do this and forgive me for demanding my way and expectations that I have. But I just ask him to um, grab hold of me because I was going to let go of him. Mm-hmm. I knew that the safest and the the most peaceful place is with him. I thought about the verses about abiding in me and my word about in you and, you know, my spirit, you know, is indwelling in you. And so you don't have to have it all figured out. You can't have a 10-step process of this is how you let go because like you said that the counselor said something to you to me you know it's like letting go of the journey or accepting the outcome or letting go my expectations of how I think things are going to turn out and that for me I think I, I just can't figure it out it's just too overwhelming I just get a headache and I just think I, I just don't know I, I'm overwhelmed and I need you to hold on to me and I need you to, um, I always said this, Velcro yourself to me because I am, I'm quick to leave and try to figure everything out. I'm, I'm quick to try to control things and try to even make myself better. And, I, and you know, I'm just learning. I can't. And I going back, like I was laughing. And when, I, when you said surrender, I'm like, well, that is the bottom line. I don't know how long this podcast <laughs> recording is going to be because Let's just close in prayer because that's that is always the bottom line. And as a follower of Jesus, we have to enter into our Gethsemanes and we have to enter in that not my will, but your will be done. And I think that that's kind of what Paul is trying to say. If you want to really live, give up your life, give up your the life that all the expectations. If you want to live, then give God your life. That's what life is really about. It's his life in us, living in and through us. And I think the biggest struggle I have is when I want my life to be running through God's body or Jesus's body to get Jesus to do what I want him to do instead of his life running through me. I don't like the unexpected turns. I don't like the unexpected, you know, Mm -hmm. things. And I think we're so quick as followers of Jesus to Look for ways, whether it's counseling, and I think your lady is a wonderful person, but I think we look for humanistic ways of how we can just get out of this situation. And I don't, to me, it's just like, God, we may not get out of the situation, but I'm going to choose to trust you. Yeah. Well, and that's what, right. That's what I was, it was like, okay, this is going very differently than what I thought. Like, and just sitting in the process, mm-hmm. like letting God, like whatever this process needs to be, like you can, you know, not even letting go of, because I knew what the outcome, well, I didn't know, but I thought I knew what the outcome, but mm-hmm. it was the process to the outcome that was like so different. And it was like, just trust me, like, yeah. you're not wrong. You know, like you, you want what I want. So just trust this process and stop trying to, you know, control or figure out. And and I think a lot of times I keep thinking about this applies so much, I think, with how, like, caring about how we are perceived, you know, like our reputations or, and I think that's one of the hard things to let go of as well. It's like, okay, like I can't control how mm-hmm. someone sees me or I can't control what someone else is doing or says or whatever. And just saying, oh, you, like, mm-hmm. I give it to you. Yeah, I think that's bottom line. 
Because you know what? He's the only one that can change it. He's the only one that can change our heart. He's the only Mm -hmm. one that can change our desires. He's the only one that can change our perspective. But if we don't look toward him and we are not willing to grab hold of his hand and if we're not willing to move forward, if we do not let go of the things that are grabbing our hands and our eyes and our hearts, if we don't let go of those things, we'll never grab hold of the hand of a loving God. And we will not know what it means to follow him. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.